After the Civil War, the leaders of the South attempted to restore order by putting in place Jim Crow laws, restricting access and associations between the races. Sports were no different at the textile mills. As textile mills sprang up in the upstate, this separation of the races was still evidence in the jobs offered to African Americans. They were kind of out in the yard, you know, bringing the cotton all in. and They had houses built right up above the old town farm. They had about eight or ten houses. Sports were no different at the textile mills. At Shakola Mill, there was a white baseball team and a separate team for the African-American workers. They had their own league. They, own, they played ball when, when we were out of town and all stuff like that. Just like us, the mill furnished them uniform. While they each had their own organized ball team, whites had certain advantages. All, all the mills had a African-American team. And uh, they were good ball players back then. They were good enough to play on the white team, but that, that didn't do it back then. It almost seemed as if the Jim Crow laws applied to women too. Women's sports were also separate, but not equal. Boys' <coughs> equipment was much superior to the girls. And I think we had to buy, I'm sure we did, our own gloves and the shoes. It's, it's outrageous what they pay those, some of the men now, I think, because we would have played for nothing. It was that much fun for us. We felt liberated. We were, you know, but these men, they, they really and truly, I think they, some of them are spoiled to death. Community members still had a pre-19th Amendment philosophy. People were not used to women acting like men, playing sports. My parents wanted me to come home and uh, do the normal things that normal girls do, like get married and have children and get in the kitchen. However, women proved them wrong and truly stepped up to the plate, even if it meant sacrificing their health and getting a little dirty. After all, a little dirt doesn't hurt. You know, we had those short little uh, uniforms that we played in dresses. Oh my, the girls would uh, slide into second base. They would come up and have all these bruises. So there was some pain that went along with all this the glory. Managers and teachers, we had, went to school to learn how to play ball and we studied it and we practiced and practiced it. As time went on, many changes occurred to level the playing field. Title IX was the biggest helper, and that's when the girls are supposed to be treated uh, as, with equal opportunities that the men have. We have the rowing and the racing and uh, all these sports that girls can really do really well. I got a feeling that I was treated, uh, and the other girls too, uh, the athletes, were, were treated really well. We had the, the finest uh, managers. We uh, traveled and stayed in hotels that were uh, uh, rated A1 and all that stuff. And uh, we were invited by the local fans into their homes for dinners. Uh, treated like 
special people, really. After this time period, playball was not an expression used just for the boys. If the girls have an opportunity uh, to go and uh, play ball or have some kind of great career, go, but be ready for it. You have to be ready if you get the opportunity in sports or, or whatever. You, I, I know when I got my call to go to the big leagues, I didn't even know there was such a thing. I didn't know girls could play ball, and I think it was the start of a new league, a new endeavor, and we didn't know if we would uh, succeed or, you know, if it would just be a great big nothing. <laughs> but we were, uh, we were determined to do all we could to make that thing go. Sports became an avenue to bring all races and genders together as people cheered on their favorite teams.